In just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio show. Mi nombre Antonio. I don't need any like intro music or anything like that because today we're just going to break it down scientifically with you. And uh, John Adams is here, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. And a couple seniors, well, one junior and one senior, John, are moving on. One graduated senior is moving on. One junior. When a senior came back, what do you guys want to do first? Do you want to do the Chase Burns to Wake Forest transfer, or do you want to do the Chris Ledlam, Matt Dixon, I will let you choose since today it's kind of a lady's choice here. What would you like to do, Matt? Where are you, Matt Dixon, on this deal? You want to do Ledlam first, or do you want to do uh, Chasey Boy Burns? Uh, I'm still kind of in, in baseball mode a little bit, so let, let's start with, with Chase Burns, who, who actually played for Tennessee, unlike, unlike Ledlam, who was kind of here and then not. John, how weird is the whole transfer portal thing in these sports now where you literally get guys for like 10 minutes? I mean, this Galaney guy never even put a uniform on here, and we talked about him for three and a half weeks. Like we were salivitating over him as a, you know. I know, and Mike Wilson for our paper wrote a story on him, and, uh, you know, he was such a – Seemingly going to be an integral part of Tennessee's next baseball team, a right-handed power hitter. Just, just kind of what uh, a very viable addition for the Vols. And uh, then he's gone. It all this transfer portal is so chaotic. Yep. But nothing is more chaotic than college baseball. It, it's just. Yeah, I was talking to Tony Vitello this week, mm-hmm. and, and it's just. It's just a conversation. I wasn't quoting him, but mm-hmm. all this stuff, you just, you're never settled. And, you know, when the NCAA defined this transfer portal, it said, okay, you get one transfer. Well, yeah, unless you're a graduate student. Then you can just transfer forever, apparently. And also, even the people that aren't graduate transfers can apply for a waiver to transfer again. So, a baseball roster, it's very unsettled. Uh, the basketball is, too. It's good for us because it gives us something to talk about and write about. But, man, it is really difficult for coaches. It's got to be. I will submit to you, I will submit to the living listener, that I think that's one of the reasons why these sports are exploding, the transfer portal. Let me explain. The masterful thing the NFL has done is it's made itself a 24-7 viable product. It's made itself a lifestyle. There's always something there to occupy your space when you follow the NFL. Whether it's the season itself, the season's almost anticlimactic to the rest of the calendar. Because as soon as the season ends, you've got the draft. You've got all that free agency scuttlebutt. You've got people reworking uh, contracts and who's going to get cut, which creates another... So they have their own portal at that level. And, and don't for, forget high-profile arrest either. And the arrest. But for, from, from that perspective, all the NFL has done is keeps itself top of the mind 24-7. College sports now has that. They didn't even realize they were going to get this as part of their – when the courts ruled what they ruled, 
They used to have draconian uh, transfer rules. Who was the last guy? Matt will know this. The guy we were uh, waiting on a couple years ago to get his eligibility in football, and this all runs together to me, but it was a short while ago we were waiting on, are they going to let this guy play? Williams. Who? His name is Williams. And now... And now that guy can transfer five times and nobody will bat. Like John said, they said one transfer for a player, one time per career. BS. They're not going to. You know why they're not going to stand in the way of that? Because they know damn right well that as soon as that thing goes into a court, they'll get their hands slapped right down. And then it'll be a total free. It's already a free for all. They don't want to make it officially a free for all. That's why they turn their heads. So let's talk about Chase Burns. Matt, this is the best possible outcome for Tennessee. It looked for a while. The backstory on Chase Burns is that he was telling his teammates all spring, John knows this, Brian knows this, Matt knows We talked about it in real time behind the scenes that he was going to leave. Um, and nobody believed it by the way he was behaving. Matt, you didn't believe it, did you, by the way he was behaving, now that we look back on Burns? Or did you believe it? No, it two two completely different kind of storylines playing out behind the scenes and on the field. So you've got the the Burns thing. Here's what happened. LSU pulled him loose from Tennessee. He went to the College World Series thinking that those are the guys over there I'm playing with next year. Those are my guys. When he comes back from the College World Series, Tennessee makes him a knockout offer, about $165,000 to play next year, which in that sport's a lot of money. In a sport that makes no money, that's a lot of money. That's top of the mark for a college baseball player, $165,000. Cash, place to live, car, the whole deal. He calls LSU and says, this is my offer. LSU says to him, Chase, I don't know. We're not. This is not a. We're not going to do a bidding war. In fact, you've aggravated us. We're taking another pitcher. And so, which is what LSU can do, because they're like the Yankees of the deal. So Chase Burns, after that happened, told some friends, "I'm going to go to TCU." He was never in play at TCU. They don't even know who he is. They don't know. They don't even know how to reach him. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. That was never going to happen. <laughs> so. But he told his friends that. He was trying to save face, and they're going to pay me a half million dollars, and they were never going to pay him. I mean, it was never in play. That was never going to happen. So then we started hearing uh, uh, about a week and a half ago that he could matriculate back to Tennessee because he hasn't done anything in the portal because he's burned out on the concept of college baseball. His agency and representation in the mid-state told him you do not want to play independent league baseball. He thought he wanted to. They painted the picture for him. John, you and I were talking about this last night. Long bus rides, being around guys that were kind of never wases or washed out um, prospects who are trying to make it go. And guys get in independent baseball and find their way back to Major League Baseball. They do. But it is a hard road versus going to one of these Division one schools where you're flying from place to place for the most part, staying in five-star hotels. So now he's going to wait. John, that's a really good conclusion to this for Tennessee. They get him out of the league. Yeah, and I don't know how good a conclusion it is for Chase Burns. Maybe it's a really good co- conclusion. It's better than independent league baseball. I don't know how much Wake Forest can offer in an NIL deal to a baseball player. 
I don't think it can offer as much as LSU could. I don't think it can offer as much as Tennessee, but there's no accounting, so I don't know. Maybe it can. Yeah. It's got a, a, a an attractive baseball program all of a sudden, and uh, maybe that could uh, lure him. I do think it's good for Tennessee that he didn't go to LSU. Um, did he go to I, Vanderbilt I, like some people thought? Some people connected the dots and said he had a couple friends at Vanderbilt. Didn't end up there. Anything outside the league to me is fine. That's fine. I, I just wonder about Chase Burns. I mean, he was he's the to me the biggest reason Tennessee made the College World Series. Yep. He was clutch and dominant in those the most precious innings. You know, it, that's a really good point. Without him, they're not there. Without him but, in that Vanderbilt ninth inning pitching the next last four innings in no. the Friday night game, they're not there. I remember talking to uh, Tony Vitello in it, just early in the season, even, and wondering yeah. aloud if you know if he thought he had a dominant relief pitcher. I mean, you have it, Tennessee has really good relief pitching core. Uh, the stat the stats bear that out. A very deep pitching staff. That was perhaps its strength. But he talked about how rare those guys are. The guy that can just come in with the bases loaded and nobody out and, and just dominate and go one, two, three, and you're out of the inning, no run scored. But Chase Burns became that. But let's go back prior to his relief pitching. He wasn't an effective starter. He he wasn't. I don't know why, but he wasn't that good as a starter. And so now I assume he expects to go to Wake Forest and be a maybe the lead guy in their rotation. He will be. And I'm I'm curious as to how that will work out because he thrived, and I don't know why, what the difference was, but he thrived in that relief pitching role, and you guys know how different it is because you go in there relief pitching, you can just go all out. There's no pacing yourself. There's no thinking about facing a batter, same batter three times. You don't have to worry about the kind of – you just go in there. <laughs> he did it like almost like a hybrid relief pitcher, throwing six innings in a game. But I just wonder how he will – I don't think it's a sure thing he'll be great as a starter. I know he has all the measurables and he'll be a, a high draft pick, but I'm not sure he'll thrive in that role. Matt, Chase Burns is a top 10 pick next year in the Major League Baseball draft. Are you buying or selling that? Matt Dixon. I'd probably sell that. Wouldn't be shocked by it, but I'd, I'd probably sell it because there's only, you know, maybe two or at three college pitchers who, who are top 10 picks every year. So I'd, I'd probably sell it because too many things could go wrong there. Like John said, performance-wise, um, you know, unfortunate injuries always kind of play a part in this as well. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of ironic, you know, Wake, Wake Forest has, has one of these kind of launching pad stadiums like Tennessee does. So that, that won't smaller. help him out either. Yep. Um, but no, John brings up a really kind of intriguing point and, and, and thought about, you know, transitioning back to, to being a, I would assume a Friday night starter, um, in, in the ACC. Which is, you know, kind of an offensive league. So that'll be interesting to see how he does in that role. Because, like, like John said, he was 
incredible as this like multi inning closer in college, this kind of role that he, I guess, turned into this year, the last half of the year. That was really, really impressive. And I just don't know how, how sustainable that is as going back to being a starter because it is a, a totally different mindset. I, re- I really wonder, Matt, how much do you think performance plays a role in this? If you have the, the 99 mile an hour fastball, you have a, uh, it, the ball moves, you got a, a good slider. Uh, Chase Dolander did not have a good season. Not at all. And he's, what was he, the ninth player pick? That's right. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Um, how uh, yeah, how much ahead. will not having Frank Anderson next year hurt his draft status? Or help it. Or help it. Those guys blame well, Anderson one way or another. Forrest has that, that lab deal that they, they hype and talk about. Yep, and they, they, the lab. they just had the... The best pitching season, and I mean, they were number one ahead of Tennessee in yep. like ERA and all those stats. Get the geek which is over really that. impressive because they play in a, in a in a park that's kind of small, and the ball just flies out of as well. They got the geek squad over there. Um, all right, let's go to Ledlam. So the Ledlam thing's interesting because I made a call this morning. One of my basketball sources who told me they're really surprised by it. But it shouldn't really come as a surprise. Chris Ledlam, the kid from Harvard, has re-entered the portal this morning. Here's what's happened, which led up to that. First of all, he got hurt a couple days ago. Tennessee's uh, holding team practices. They're getting ready to go play over in Italy. Now, they don't have their full squad yet. Meshack's not there because he's on a Christian mission. And ZZ Stop, obviously, is coming back from his injury. Tennessee expects to go 11 to 12 deep this year with Ledlam. What I was hearing from one of the veteran players uh, as a run-up in the summer, just trying to gauge the temperature of what guys are doing, is that Ledlam is extremely impressive. Guys on the team are really surprised by how athletic he is for being a guy that comes from the Ivy League. Really impressive. And was able to score. Chris Ledlam turned his ankle, sat and watched, practiced for a few days. Um, and, and here's the deal. He's competing with Triple J. He's competing with Meshack. He's competing with Awaka. And he's competing with Estrella for minutes. And those guys are all lights out. Awaka just went over. These guys aren't stupid. Awaka just went to that under-19 deal and totally balled out on the world level uh, for his age. Triple J, and Matt will be glad to know this, I'm hearing, is as healthy as he's been since his freshman season. And the belief now is they did not want to lose Ledlam. They are surprised by this. The belief now is that Triple J is going to get a scholarship. You know, John, we sat on here a month or so ago and talked about how it was unprecedented that Triple J was coming back. He's come back. He's come back healthy. He's come back with a vengeance. He's balling out in the summer. And we all know the Ledlam guy made a smart decision because Rick Barnes is a comfort creature. Let me ask you guys, is there any doubt in you guys' mind, like if you're a new player, right, when the time comes in March, is he not going to play 
ZZ 30 minutes. Is he not going to play at the off guard, Vesco, 30 plus to 40 minutes? I mean, there's only so many minutes. They've got like 11 guys they have to satisfy here. Well, Tony, how good do you think Ledlam was defensively? Uh, they said he was a very good athlete and a very smart guy and a guy that Rick Barnes really liked. They're surprised by this. What about um, NIL? Um, I don't think as no. This was all about playing time and opportunity. And from his perspective, look, I've got an Ivy League degree. I've got one more year to play, and I'm not going to sit on somebody's bench to do it. I'm not going to play nine or ten minutes well, where, a night. Where can he transfer to at this late hour, though? Anywhere he wants to go. It was Tennessee and but, Indiana for him. He'll find a place to play. There's a million schools out there. I wonder about LSU because its roster was so depleted. Yep. When the new coach took over, I just and they got a transfer from Tulane. I wonder if that's a place he might consider. Well, and the thing is, right now, Ledlam's the only guy capable of getting up and leaving. Um, and, and my understanding is that from Tennessee's perspective, they love this Estrella guy, this freshman. They love him. Love. They say the freshman that has the furthest to go is the Phillips kid. They said he's got a million miles to go. The Italy trip coming up, I was talking with my source. I said, how are they going to disperse minutes? He said, everybody's going to play 9 or 10 or 11 minutes to keep everybody happy. The They're Phillips not kid, you gonna, mean uh, Jefferson? No, the, the Cade Phillips kid from Alabama. Oh, okay. How so, the signing, Julian Phillips. How, um, how are they going to disperse these minutes? He said, they're not going to play their... They're not going to play their hands. They're going to keep everybody healthy or keep everybody happy. Ten so, or eleven Tony, minutes for everybody. Go ahead. Why? Why would you make the Italy trip? If you even if you're thinking about transferring, when you make the Italy trip and then come back and then see how that goes, and also get to see a a country you've probably never seen before. I mean those those European trips are those are those are nice deals. For I would agree with that. Well, he's got to he's got to take a school. He's got to. Pick somewhere else though beforehand because time's getting late. Well, maybe I agree with John, but here's the thing about those Ivy kids that I learned from my son's experience there at Penn. They live in a different world than we do, and he might come. I don't know this about him. I don't know, but those people get on airplanes and jump back and forth to Europe like you drive to the mall. <laughs> they just do. Uh, my son was saying that they had a kid on his golf. I mean, I'll just tell you how it is. My son had a kid on his golf team. They went to Ireland, which is the biggest deal in my son's life and forever because, you know, his dad didn't have one penny to rub against another. They went to Ireland before his senior year. He said one of the parents on the team showed up over there to play around with him and then turned right around and went back, flew back to the States. I mean, John's, I mean that's the deal. That's the world these people live in. So... You know, I, I I think for him, I, I think for him, there is such a thing in sports as too much. You can have too many players. You believe that, don't you, John? In basketball, you can have too oh, many. Oh, definitely. Players. And it, it, it's a challenge. You have, to, as you said it earlier, you you want to keep everybody happy. And and to do that when playing eleven players. You've really got to work at team chemistry. You've really got to have a lot of guys who are devoted to winning and that that's paramount to them. 
and that's hard to do in any sport, and, and particularly in basketball. I, I, the way this has worked out, though, it's a really good story for Triple J. Great story. I mean, this is unheard of. Great story. Think, think about it. Think about what a, you have Chase Burns leading the team to the World Series. A star player chooses not to come back. Well, that's a great article. And then you have Triple J. He's gone. Nobody cares. The coaching staff said, okay, yeah, going, getting on with your life. And, and then he said, no, I want to come back. Even though there's no scholarship for me, I just want to come back and be here. I mean, I would count on Triple J playing as hard as anybody on that team this season. Because he really wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, that tells me he's pretty happy in college and pretty happy at Tennessee. But I just think the, you know, the the difference in those two decisions is is so odd. If you would, if anybody you seemingly would want to come back, it would be Chase Burns. He's a hero at Tennessee. He's going to get a lot of NIL money. He's uh, he's beloved by the fan base. He took them to the College World Series. No, he's gone. And Triple J uh, doesn't even have a scholarship, but he's coming back. And you have a couple of players now with Triple J and Double Z, uh, who's already a crowd favorite. Those guys play really hard, and those guys want to win, and they've kind of uh, – subjugated themselves to uh, to winning is that's the most important thing as opposed to their individual skills now uh, that's a good start for building team chemistry next year well and i think ledlam read the room i think he saw that triple j i, I was told this morning he is as healthy as he's been since his freshman season they're shocked because look his knees are bad you know Matt, do you buy this? Do you buy that um, Triple J stays healthy this year? Are you buying or selling that? Because they said he looks like a man on a mission right now. Well, that's that's good news. I I hope he stays that way. I I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not counting on it on him being healthy all year. Well, I, I think Matt might, he might, he might have like a workload kind of like a starting pitcher where he only only plays every like fifth game or something. John. Now, that's well, a freaking shot. John, you make a great point, though, when you juxtapose those two guys. Because one guy has every reason to come back. One guy has every reason to leave. And the guy that has every reason to come back leaves. And the guy that has every reason to leave comes back. And, and he Tony, comes back this gets back to your This gets back to your original point about the transfer portal and the chaos. Yeah. How... It's so hard to predict what's going to happen. And seemingly what happens with these players, they can make a decision. It's not as though you're in constant contact with all these players and you know what they're thinking. All of a sudden, boom, they let you know, hey, I believe I'm entering the transfer portal. And so many times when they enter the transfer portal, didn't turn out to be the case with Chase Burns, but so many times their destination is already set. Yeah. In their in their mind, yeah. they're already gone. So you're just clued into that as a head coach. It, it, you're totally blindsided. 
so now, and this isn't necessarily the case with Chase Burns, but with so many of these players, they make a decision to enter the transfer portal, and they already know where they're going. It's like deciding you're going to take another job, because I've taken a lot of different jobs, and and all of a sudden, when you tell your boss, hey, I just want to give you two weeks notice, I'm, I'll be leaving. But in your mind, you're already gone. That's and so it's, true. It's a challenge for a coach. That's and you know what? It's another reason why you got to. You really have to appreciate how Chase Burns performed, because he knew in the back of his mind, I do not want to be around these people. <laughs> Seriously, I don't want to be here. I, th- you know, I in my mind they misled me. You know all that stuff that we kind of know about his deal, and yet he went out and performed like a madman. He wanted to get out of there so bad. He wanted to make sure he'd have a suitor somewhere else. Well, you and I talk. We talk behind the scenes that if if ever if ever one of us if ever one of us were to um, say on the air before the time came that he jumped into the portal, that people would laugh at us. Like you you couldn't say that eight weeks ago. You couldn't come on the air and say, "Hey." You know, I'm hearing Chase Burns wants to. Tra- Nobody would believe that. They'd be like, "What? No, you're making you're making that up." This Ledlam thing. So I, I called my one of my great sources, Aaron Hoops, who's helped me down through the years, and I said, "Surprised?" He's, "Oh yeah, we're shocked. We had no idea." He got hurt a couple days ago. We're getting ready to prepare for this Italy deal, and we're piecing that together on the fly and. What he said is best we can ascertain. He's looking at it going, smart guy. He's looking at it and going, that's a veteran player right there who's come back. And I'm not going to gamble that he's going to get hurt again. I'm not going to play ahead of him. Or we're going to split minutes. I didn't come here to split minutes. I came here to play 20, 25 minutes a night. I did not come here to play for 13 minutes in my last year. And to John's point, most of us would have taken the Italy trip. A guy that's come from that Ivy background, got, I mean, I'm just telling you, these how these people are. He's probably thinking, I don't want to go to the mall one more time. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the portal, and I'm going to get out of here. I, I've already been to Westtown Mall. That, the that, Mall of Italy. The Mall of Italy. <laughs> yeah. I like going to Fazoli's. Yeah, I remember what a great uh, – this is 1999. I accompanied the Lady Vols on one of those European junkets, 12-day deal. And I'm not from an Ivy League background. I'm from a Louisiana background. It's a pretty big deal for me to go to Europe. Dan Flesser, the beat guy, uh, was supposed to go. That's that's his job. And he was looking forward to it. But one of his best friends was getting married. And Dan was in the wedding. What so a he friend. What a friend. Yeah, I know. And so I, I didn't have any best friends getting married. Uh, I jumped at the opportunity. It was 12 days, uh, you know, five or six countries uh, all over Switzerland, France. It was amazing. And, wow. Uh, That's a great yeah, opportunity and, and even for, for those players. Kids. Yeah. And, and, I, and see, I remember, because I hadn't experienced that before or since, uh, and I assume most coaches would be this way, uh, Pat Summit. Yeah, you're playing games, and when you're out there playing, uh, yeah, it's very competitive, and it's just like any other game. However, 
she made a point that they saw everything in Europe, all the big attractions, wherever they went. We had a guide. That's and really cool. There were fans fans accompanying us. And, and Pat Summit, uh, true to her nature, was so uh, very relaxed in that. I remember having having dinner, a group of us, with her in, in Paris. I mean, it was just kind of cool. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't Pat Summit. I, I don't think I saw the stare famous stare from Pat Summit during that European trip because she took it as a chance to uh, yeah it was build camaraderie and uh, but it also was a chance to expose these players none of whom were from the Ivy League Tony none of them and to expose them to something they'd never seen before and she wanted to make sure they all got a whole lot out of this oh no doubt yeah it, it it was a it was a lifetime it was yeah. a lifetime trip for these people and, and me too and so it was just interesting how she knew how to manage things like that so yeah that's that's a big deal but uh i guess uh, as you put it uh in, for ivy leaguers it's for them like us going to Seymour or the mall Seymour. uh <laughs> no hey and listen if you're listening at Seymour today no offense to you but we just, no, compared, like we just compared your place to West Town Mall. And we'll, on that note, we'll come back on the other side. And uh, we're going to jump somebody in here talk about this transfer portal mania and all these sports. I think it's helping these sports. I think the chaos makes these sports more interesting. I'm going to ask you that when we get done with our guest. You tell me. I This, this uh, Major League draft here that we've never covered is really fun. It was really, John. Before Vitalo got here, how many times did you pay attention to the Major League Baseball draft? Can you count them on one hand, John? I don't remember ever watching it. Okay, that's what I thought. As we continue with more <laughs> on the other side, because you couldn't. <laughs> as we continue, point. well, Tony Vitalo is the reason they televised the draft now, Bry. After this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you. So we now go to the TLD Logistics hotline, online tldlogistics.com. He's a southeastern14.com, soon to be southeastern16.com. You know, you ought to just leave it, Chris Lee, at southeastern14 with their 16 teams in it like the Big Ten does by not even acknowledging that you have 16 teams in your league now. I think that would be endearing. Have you thought about that, Chris Lee, as I welcome you in? You know, that did come up as a joke in conversation one day. But, hey, let, let's go further. Let's go back to, you know, before Carolina and, and um, join the league, what was it, 93 or whatever, in Arkansas. We just Let's just go southeastern 10 and just go completely old school. Old school. Southeastern10.com. Um Chris Lee joining. Chris, you cover a ton, a ton of everything going on in the league. And SEC media days are getting ready to happen down in Nashville. And there are some really interesting storylines. This Kirby Smart thing with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and them going and being the aggressor in this deal, what do you make of all that? Oh, man. Um, from my experience and the experience of other people, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to excuse or explain away anything, but I was not there. And I don't know what happened. The, those things get really, really complicated. Uh, I think those things are issues at just about every school that, that he said, she said, is, is darn near impossible to get to the bottom of. But I'll go with the thing that we do know. And I don't mean to just completely sidestep your question here, but, you know, we, we, we did have a thing back in January where a member of their football staff and one of the prominent members of their football team uh, lost lives. And it, I, I think that one, to me, started to beg some questions about the culture. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, look, it, when you're the AG, AJC and you do a story like that, whether it is true completely, not true completely, or somewhere in between, doesn't really matter. You're going to get killed by, by your audience down there when a program is having such success that, that George is having. Um, may, maybe that is a long-winded answer in which I said nothing. No, I think you're right. John Adams yeah. is with us. So John's at this for, you know, as long as we've been alive. John, from your perspective... You've been you've been there. When you're at a newspaper, and your news side, or even on your sports side, writes an article like that, it mar- kind of marks you, doesn't it? It's hard, right? Well, yeah, and, and as you know, when you're adhering to journalistic standards, you, if you're a reporter, sports or news, you follow the story to wherever it leads, and in a different time. Uh, I did a lot of stuff like that when I was in Baton Rouge. I was there for five years. I was a columnist slash reporter, so I did investigative stuff. I mean, the basketball program was a mess. 
and all kinds of things happened, and we did investigative stuff. However, that program wasn't winning at a championship level. It was pretty good, but it wasn't winning at a championship level. Uh, now, flash forward to a diff completely different era when newspapers are no longer flourishing, when they don't have the manpower they once did. We had as many as 19 people in our sports department at one time. Now we have five. Hmm. So you can't pursue these kind of stories uh, as easily. And you also have a situation where uh, our our group is uh, our our network is subscription based. Uh, that has a lot to do with our revenue. It's not as much advertising it used to be. So you get national advertising through the network. But the thing is, so if you've got a website and you're de dependent on um, subscriptions to a great deal as well as traffic, um, and, and you, you're covering a championship program <laughs> like George's, there, there will be some, uh, you know, there's going to be some backlash. And I think the way the AJC handled it is the way a lot of papers would now. You have, uh, you have someone on news side do the story. I'm not certain on this, but I, I'm guessing that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Well, well, Chris, from your perspective, like you've been in this spot, uh, with your Vanderbilt coverage, your Vanderbilt, site that you've run for years and gotten crossways with coaches you've told us some stuff on the air uh and you haven't shied away from it but at the same time john's right i mean when you're in a subscriber mode i just know from my show right there are times where there are things that we know we can't say everything we know some things if you talk yeah. about they're just bad business and that's almost where yeah. newspapers are right now. It's a, it's a, and by Kirby Smart and Georgia power moving them ahead of next week's SEC media days, it just kind of gives you an indication of where they're leaning. They're actually going to lean into the deal instead of apologize for it. They're going to lean into it. They're going on the offensive, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um when I've written stuff and said stuff, and, and this this makes me think. Look, this is this is not making a pronouncement, okay? Because I wasn't there. I, I don't know the facts. But w when I've had people come after me for writing or saying things that that people did not want to hear, but I felt they were true based on the, the sourcing, the integrity, the sourcing, how they knew all those things. The thing that I say to people is, why would I write that or say that? think that was true like people say well you know you just you made that up to get clicks or whatever i'm thinking you know i'm i'm gonna lose subscribers i'm gonna lose sponsors nobody like the ajc is not going to pick up subscribers uh you know maybe a straight georgia tech fan or somebody but because they came after <laughs> georgia i guarantee they'll lose some um and and that's the thing of the business and i think we're also and i'm going way off on a tangent i think we're also in a day and age where journalism is mostly dead, that people expect you when you're covering a, a team to be a fan of a team. And look, sometimes a lot of a lot of people who get hired for jobs attended to the schools that that they attended the schools they cover. I think some of them try to do a job and try to do it honestly and ethically. I think probably more than that, just try to embrace the you know the, the mascot head and go that direction. 
Um, I'm sure John, you know, <laughs> could tell you a lot about the things I'm just unpacking as long as he was in the journalism business and, you know, where he was. But I, I, I guess part of me, what I'm saying is I think if you're going to break a story like that, that takes a lot of guts in this day and age where there's been less. But I will say this, too. Ten years ago, I don't know that you could touch a lot of that, or I, I don't know that that was a popular topic. Uh, and you, you've got kind of elements with the Me Too movement a few years back. Probably changed a lot of, of, of how this goes, too. Yeah, it's really interesting. We're living in a really interesting time because there are so many sensitivities, John, in these newsrooms that weren't there before. There are so many political considerations, like he just talked about, for things you can write, talk about, uh, get into. Um, I mean, there's just so much of that. People don't. People have no idea the pressure that everybody kind of has on them as media has become splintered. It's it's really an interesting time to be alive in this business. Tony, in a way, I've kind of seen it come full cycle in regard to sports. Yeah. Because earlier in my career, uh, late 20s, early 30s, uh, when I went to Baton Rouge, I, I left Jackson, Mississippi as a columnist there and went to Baton Rouge as a columnist slash reporter. Uh, the Baton Rouge papers had never covered LSU with a hard edge at all. Uh, commentary was was never really critical. There was only one person there uh, with the morning paper who wrote a weekly column, and he would be critical of LSU, but nobody else really was. And so I go in there, and my approach is completely different. But the generation of sports writers ahead above me, that's just not the way they went about their business. So I was kind of, you know, it, so I was hard to take, I think, for some readers initially there. However, even though I went to LSU, so then I saw it, that became uh, more and more, that became the order of the day. That's how things business was done. It kind of, it completely changed with this another generation. But now we've come back, and Chris talked about that, and you have people who, who went to college, and newspapers hire a lot of people right out of college now, and they're almost kind of feel like they're part of the program. Mm. And, and, and so that that's, we call them fanboys. Well, not everybody's like that, but there are some. And, and see, I go back to when I started in this. Once I was uh, and grew up as a kid, I was an LSU fan and went to college there, so I was an LSU fan. But once I entered the job market and once I became a, a columnist and I became one very early in my career, I never thought about it. I wasn't a fan anymore. It's like you just flip a switch. And, and some people that knew me really ha never could get that. They just didn't see how I could do that. But when you're in the business, it's just so different. You just don't think about who's winning, who's losing. There's not an emotional investment. But now I see more people, younger people now, and they come out and, and they cover the team almost like they're part of the team. Well, and you know what's interesting, Chris, is there's a level of expectation from these universities now, let's stay in the college realm, where they want you to repress the negative stuff. They'll actually say to people, you're being unprofessional if you don't just write the the blurb the way they want it the way they want it written that 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 goes on these days it's it's really a strange time we're living in 
Tony, I had um, a long conversation with the coach I covered. You, you could probably guess who it was pretty easily. Um, where he was not happy with something I had written, and the conversation went something like this: "Well, you you guys get access, and you know things that that other people don't get, and blah, and and because of that, I expect what you write and say to reflect that." And I just I said, hey, that, that's not how this business works. Um, and you may even think that you want that, but people eventually are going to see through that. And there's going to be a time where you might even need to be defended on something that you might be in the right about. And if, I, if I'm the guy that's out there and I say, this guy was innocent in this situation or whatever, then everybody's going to say, well, that's just what Chris always says. And I, I told him, I said, you may think that you want that, but you really don't. Um, ironically, that one did come full circle later, uh, but but it fell on deaf ears. But I think that, and especially too, Tony, when, when a guy wins and wins a lot, the pressure on everybody, um, the, the pressure on the journalist does, the pressure from the coach does, the pressure on the school does, um, it, it's, it's really hard to do an honest job these days because, the incentives mostly line align against you if you try to do it. Uh, you no, you can look at. I always think about the uh, incident in Arkansas with Bobby Petrino. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if and, and he was dismissed, and his career took a severe downward turn. But he was successful in Arkansas. He wasn't crazy successful. He wasn't Nixon. What if that incident had occurred with Nick Saban? Mm-hmm. What if it occurred with Kirby Smart now at Georgia mm-hmm. when he's on the top of the heap? Uh, it wouldn't have played out the way it did. You guys know how much how much football matters in the SEC. Mm-hmm. It matters in other places too, but not like the SEC. And when you get a championship coach in there, he, there's not a, there's not anybody really telling him what to do. He's yeah. the guy. I mean, Nick Saban in Alabama's the guy. Uh, I don't think the chancellor calls Nick Saban in and says, "Hey, Nick, I really didn't like the way you handled that. Some of those things in that press conference uh, the other day. You might want to clean that up a bit." That uh, that conversation doesn't happen. If anything, that conversation goes the other way, where Saban says, "Hey, I didn't appreciate a few things you said in a recent." That, that you'd be more apt to have the conversation going one way to the other. Chris, that's the thing, and, and I want to ask you about. Let's talk about this transfer portal, because I this is chaos. I love personally. I like chaos in sports. Some people don't. The NFL has thrived. In the post-free agency age, uh, their sport took off when free agency came into their sport because it invited chaos, and now they're a 24-7 sport. They've got a calendar that keeps them on top of the mind. College sports has done the same thing with this transfer portal, and their ratings have been going up since the portal has arrived. Chris, I think people like, I think sports fans like having something to talk about, read about, and this chaos, Chris Ledlam today just got up and left. He just yeah. got up and left today. Chase Burns just got up and left. 
Josiah Jordan James, they told him in basketball, you don't have a place here. And he just came back. I mean, it's it's just chaos. I think it's good for these sports. I mean, I hate to say this. I think it's good for the sports. Am I crazy? Uh, yes and no. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm in the middle of trying to get ready for media day next week and, and doing my prep work. We're doing a bunch of previews on our, our channel for SEC teams. I'm about nine deep, and I've got about five more to do. So this is usually the time of year that I'm – doing my football prep for something like that. So before I got on the air, you and I talked about the Leblin thing, which popped this morning. And in the middle of that, I was doing prep work on the baseball transfer portal because I I just want to make sure something didn't happen that I might have missed. And, and like, the the thought of if somebody had said to me three years ago, I'm going on a Knoxville talk show, and I might need to be prepared to talk about the baseball transfer portal. I don't think I would have believed you. Uh, so to your point, yes, I, I think it is sort of interest of a, of a lot of things. I, I think it's made for more parity. Um, you know, I, I think the thought of, of Tennessee being on equal footing or maybe above Vanderbilt three or four years ago in baseball would have been crazy to a lot of people. I think Wake Forest being a major player in baseball uh, would have sounded crazy to people a couple years ago. Uh, we're, we're there. I, I think it is. Invited more parity. Um, I think it's done a lot of things to improve the game in a lot of ways. But I also think when you're trying to build a culture, you know, I've heard some coaches say that when you hit the portal, you're just taking on other people's problems. That's probably an oversimplification, but there's probably also some truth to it. And I think when your program's a revolving door and you bring in guys that, that might have been malcontent other places, uh, but you maybe have to sit and look and count the cost and get, say, hey, the, the guys in the other dugout are willing to go places we're not. Um, they're getting more talented. They're, they're now beating us. That's a factor, too. I, I think it's complicated. I think in terms of interest, yeah, it's definitely helped. In terms of trying to build a program, and maybe here's where I think it really hurts. If you're trying to be honest with recruits and saying, hey, you come in, you know, you're probably not going to play much as a freshman. You might play some as a sophomore, but you wait it out until a junior or senior. You do the things you're going to do. You grow in our program. You improve. Maybe you'll have a chance to play. Um, that's all fine and good until you stop making regionals and your contract is about to expire and, and you're trying to feed your family. Then you're making making the choice between competing and, and maybe going back on some things you said and the brand you've tried to build. Um, I, I think that's where it gets complicated, but in terms of the parity interest, I agree it's definitely helped. Matt Dixon, jump in here as uh, we are joined. Chris Lee, southeastern14.com. Blessed to have him here. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, Chris, always good to have you on. You know, sticking with baseball, uh, how – how does Tim Corbin approach the, the MLB draft and, and recruiting with, with guys that are almost certainly going to be, you know, high draft picks and never go to college? Like, so how, how does he kind of balance that with, with, you know, recruiting the best players that, that are going to eventually come to campus? Because I know, you know, Vandy and Arkansas kind of got hit kind of hard this year. Tennessee's been hit hard in the past. How, what's Tim Corbin's approach to, to the MLB draft? 
Well, I mean, at some point it's a built-in expectation. They've gotten really rated the last two years. I think they've lost 10 kids Mm. to to the draft, which is unusual. It used to be they'd have two or three. They'd lose. That'd be an awful year. No, they've got to be a bigger brand. They've won national titles. They have been the, the place to go for college baseball for a bit, although that, that is slipping a bit, and, and maybe that's LSU now. In state, maybe it's even Tennessee. But I think, look, like with a kid like Max Clark, for instance, I, I think everybody's got a half a brain is known for, you know, a year that Max Clark wasn't going to show up at Vanderbilt. And, and the people don't know who Max Clark is. He went, I think, fourth overall to the Tigers, was a consensus top five pick, maybe the best prep player in, in the history of Indiana. So you, you sort of build that in, knowing that if the kid is probably going to be a first-rounder, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get him. Now, they did get one through a year ago, and Andrew Buchanich, uh, who then hurt a hamstring and pitched six innings last year, and, and so nobody probably knows who he is. But point is, they, they do get a kid like that through some. They got Tyler Beatty through about ten years ago would be another example. But I think you've got to... You've got to establish a culture. You know, they only lost three kids to the portal this year. Two of them probably weren't going to play much next year. One of them was Parker Nolan, who'd been there four years. He's from Knoxville. Probably just needed a change of scenery. But I think they built a culture that's been able to keep people around, and I think it's depth. I think it's those kids that are outside of the, you know, maybe the top 50 or 60, top one or two rounders. Can you get those kids on the fringe? Can you convince a kid that, yeah, you're a third rounder now, but you come to school and, uh, you know, three years from now, you're a first rounder and, and the bonus you're going to get four times what it is. They do a really good job with those sort of things and, and getting the kids that are, are maybe top 250 prospects in that probably 50 to, to 250 range. That's where they seem to get some traction in making a case and having some success. Chris Lee joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline online at T. LDLogistics.com. Hey, Chris, tell the living listener how they can track what you're doing. You really pour yourself into what you do. One of the young guys that helps you over at Georgia was on with us the other day. Really impressive young feller. I was going to give him a hard time about what's going on at Georgia, and he was such a sweet, nice guy. That in, uh, yeah, I just Tony, I'm sorry I lost. No, I, 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 I was saying that, uh, well, just give your pitch about what you do. Go ahead. Yeah, Southeast Year 14, we were founded with we were going to cover football, men's basketball, and baseball kind of wall-to-wall. Now, out of season, it might vary a little bit, although we've been bumping out a ton of transfer portal content with basketball, and we did some draft coverage for baseball this week. But the idea is that, look, if you want to know your team, you know there's going to be 10 people in Knoxville that can tell you more what's going on with the balls than I can. But if you want somebody who's going to say, hey, this is kind of what's going on, at the 30,000-foot level or maybe the 10,000-foot level with the SEC as a whole, and you want to get that in one place, uh, we feel like we do a great job of that. You can find most of our work on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search Southeastern 14. Uh, again, it's football, baseball, men's basketball, and, and, and uh, we're in the middle of working on previews for all the teams. So just about every team is going to have probably a 25, 40-minute preview episode. I think we've done nine so far. We did Tennessee a couple weeks ago. We previewed everybody's schedule. So if you're looking for big-picture stuff in the SEC to keep up with everybody else, I think you'll like what we do. I find you to be the man. I greatly appreciate you, and I thank you, Chris Lee. You're a gentleman and a scholar. 
Well, likewise. It's always fun to join you. Thank you, brother. The great Chris Lee, one more time, southeastern14.com. We brought him on to talk Vandy football today. And, John, how much Vandy football did we did we discuss? Let me see if you, if you how, how observant you are. Well, I, I take notes as the show's going on just right. for, you know, just performance purposes. Yeah. And checking my notepad here, that would be uh, no minutes devoted to Vanderbilt football. How many seconds, John, devoted Vanderbilt football? Let's look at your notes. L- let me, okay, let me break it down here. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, there were no seconds devoted to Vanderbilt football. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. What happens when the thrill of Powerball meets the thrill of NASCAR? You get a chance to win an exciting trip for two to the NASCAR Championship Race in Phoenix, Arizona. Plus, the chance to win a million dollars in a special drawing. Enter the NASCAR Powerball Playoff Second Chance Drawing at TNVIPRewards.com between June 23rd and July 31st for your chance to win. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. NASCAR is used with express permission. NASCAR LLC is not a sponsor of this promotion. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Peter to be back with you, 865-200-5402. Okay, a couple things I have to share with you on the Ledlam deal. First of all, I'm being told by a source that Tennessee feels like St. John's is where he's going to end up. They think it's going to happen pretty quickly. They think St. John's has put together an NIL deal for him. They think that Rick Pitino has sold him that you're in a log jam at Tennessee. And by the way, you're not going to play over Triple J. You're not. I mean, you think you are, but when they get in the season, he's going to choose. He's going to choose the guy he's comfortable with, and that's how Rick Barnes is going to roll. And you know what? It's hard to argue with that. I mean, we were saying the same thing last hour. So, Ledlam uh, tells Tennessee he's leaving. Revisiting a conversation from last hour regarding the Italy trip, John brought up something rather astute, which I dismissed. Turns out John's correct, uh, and I missed the boat, if you'll pardon the pun, because my folks came over on a boat from Italy, so I missed the boat. John, in fact, some would say that my name, Tony, is uh, an acronym for two New York that a lot of Paisans have. Um, but we, we have the ability to laugh at ourselves here. Ledlam was not eligible to go on Tennessee's European trip. It's one of the reasons why he made the decision now. Uh, so there we have Tony. Yes. How could he not be eligible to go on the trip? I think as a senior transfer, I think that's how that works. I think that's like a recruiting inducement. I don't know. Antiquated law with the NCAA. I, I know. 
it, it won't hold up if somebody challenges. Well, that. that's the truth. I want, damn it, I want to go on my trip and I'm suing you. <laughs> In fact, I want two trips. Matt Dixon, does it surprise you that Rick Pitino somehow's in the middle of this? How surprised are we at this? Uh, I don't think we're surprised at all. That's kind of what Pitino does. He kind of reels and deals and does you know does everything kind of behind the scenes to to get the best players possible. And this is you know, he's one of these coaches that thrives in, in this NIL era as long as he has the the booster support, which he wouldn't have taken that job if he didn't. So. Not not surprising at all because I think he's the he's from the Northeast. This kid is yeah, he's from New York, right? From Brooklyn. We just looked it up. And and Brian, we were talking off the air here. Twitter Spaces folks heard this, but St. John's fallen on hard times. St. John's tried everything. They tried Chris Mullen. They tried a, a litany of you know young up and coming guys. And now they're back. Mike Anderson. This, now they're back at this dude that's seventy something, who. What was the little northeastern school he was just at? He was winning. Iona. Yeah, he was. Nobody wanted anything to do with him at Iona. He was winning there. So, Patino's going to beg, bar, and steal to get players. Here's the deal: when you look at St. John's, ZZ stopped back in the day. He plays point guard for St. John's. The guy that uh, Toby Awaka, he's playing for St. John's back in the day. Those guys don't get out of there. They're playing at St. John's. Now those guys, before he got there, wouldn't dream of going there. Well, Ernie and Bernie, if St. John's was anything in the 70s, they'd probably end up there. <laughs> That's a little, um, I don't know. But, but Rick Spanish. Pitino, Tony, I mean, age isn't a factor with him. He's charismatic, and his flaws are well documented. Yep. But he can talk his way right around him. He's, uh, he could be... He's a guy you could hire when he's in his 80s. Well, you asked me, like Larry Brown, right, at SMU. Yes. Those guys are just going to win. I mean, you could probably hire Larry Brown tomorrow. Larry Brown's got to be Larry Brown's got to be pushing 80. I guarantee if you hired him right now somewhere, he would go out and win. He keeps getting jobs on maybe not a head coach, but just jobs on somebody's bench or something. Why oh, wouldn't yeah. he? Today. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. You know he's going to win. And That's, the thing is, too, about Patino, is Patino's gone to a place, and I was just told the Tennessee people feel like he's got an NIL package already waiting for him, Ledlam. And you would say, how could you have an NIL package when you play in a high school gym in Jamaica, New York? <laughs> I mean, what would they, and that is what they play in. They play in a high school gym in Jamaica, New York. If you've ever seen where St. John's plays, that's a high school gym they play in. Well, Tony, we talked about this off air. Uh, the coach in the NIL Trump facilities. You yep. always have. Yep. Yep. Because you know when you get right down to it, Tony Valls, Berkey tells me out of the 16, I mean, they're 14. Out of the 14 teams in the league, Tennessee's baseball facility right now is 13th. Is a recruiting Who's, uh, who's behind it? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Oh. I don't think Florida had great facilities for Steve Spurrier during his no. 10 years it's of not really not. I think they still don't have to this day. In all fair, we're talking about Miami and football in the 80s. They, they didn't have any kind of facilities uh, compared to SEC schools. 
yet Howard Snellenberger goes in there and, and starts a dynasty. Jimmy Johnson followed. So let's go to the phones and the aforementioned Twitter spaces. We've got somebody that wants to join us here. And then if you want to get in, 865-200-5402. Here's one of my questions for you. This transfer portal has made college sports more interesting. I think they've made college sports better. I fans think made are, them fans better. aren't buying that, Tony. Why aren't they? They're watching in record numbers. The, the College World Series with the super teams and all those players matriculate. Hey, look. Florida got the Waldrop guy from from um, Southern Miss. Uh, South Carolina got a banger off Southern Miss's team, and they were still good enough to push Tennessee to the wall. I'd hate to see what their team would have looked like if they would have had those two guys. Now, you never know. Uh, LSU went out and bought a world championship after being in a spin. They paid Jay Johnson big money from one of the Arizona schools and brought him in, and they said, hey, We'll see you, Tony Valls, and we'll raise you. We're going to beat you to these two guys you want in the portal. We kind of tracked that as it was happening. You know, I get the it sense. It all pretty much yeah. Go ahead. started when LSU went 0-5 against Tennessee two years ago. They said, no, we, we've seen Tennessee take our spot. We've seen Mississippi State and Ole Miss win championships no more. The, the lady at LSU bought a national championship in her second year down there, and they're totally obnoxious. And she's got a better team, a better roster and I hope coming they, back. I hope they fall flat on their face. Uh, they won't. I know. Let's go so, back to our phones. And you think, go back to the recruiting of transfers in um, with Paul Skeens from Air Force. I mean, Tennessee was had a shot at him. If Tennessee gets him, I think it wins the championship. All right, Matt, before I go to the Twitter spaces, Tennessee Suave, and then we go to the phones. Matt, do you believe that it's better in the transfer portal era? That's why these sports are growing? Do you think the transfer portal is helping these sports? Uh, it might help off-season interest, but I don't, which I guess would help with TV, but I, I don't think it's good for the sports, no. Ultimately, I, I don't think it, it helps. I, I think it kind of waters down the product in, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Now there are, there obviously are some outliers, and, and maybe the the LSU kind of outliers kind of overweigh all the all the others. But I I just don't think it's great for the sport. But it, it's the era where we live in, and it's not it's not going to change and go back to what it was. So we have to just get used to it. But you know Look, what? Florida bought themselves a championship this year. They got to the College World Series. Georgia did. I mean, they did the same. The sport, it's going to be really hard to do it in is football, guys. Football is a sport where you can't buy your way because there's too many guys, too many players, and it's all relative. Everybody's going to spend money in this league, John. Yeah, and I think that I don't think in football the transfer portal will make it, and NIL will make it much different than what it used to be pre transfer portal in NIL. I think Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State, Oklahoma, Yep. Those teams will be really good in this era. The halves are going to be the halves. And that's great news for Tennessee fans because you've got a bright young coach who's going to win a lot of games, who's a bright young coach that's going to win a lot of games, who's going to attract players. And John came on here two years ago when the deal started 
all this started and said Tennessee is going to win from this NIL era because this fan base is hungry to win. These rich guys are sick of getting on their private planes and going wherever they go with each other when they're doing whatever it is they're doing with each other and hearing, you guys suck, <laughs> which is all they heard for the last decade and a half. Let's get the suave in here. Tennessee Suave, welcome in. Hey, Tony, love your show, man. Thank you for all you're doing. Uh, Long-time follower, man. I wanted to ask you your opinion on Braylon Russell. Um, I know he's just one recruit, but I know it kind of seems the more I read about him that if we don't get him, it might kind of throw our running back class off. Do you have any credence towards that or any kind of how your nose points on that? Well, let me ask you something. Why has Tennessee struggled to find a difference maker there in the Hypel era in a running back friendly offense? What what is this about? What what's going on here? That that was actually going to be my follow up question well, to no, you, I Tony. Mean, why? <laughs> I, look, could there be John? Could there be a more running back friendly offense? In college football, the what Josh hype? This is a running offense first. That's the trick. Of, that's the trick about it. But but I think will I think running backs remember Josh Hypley's done so much so fast. But look at it; he's just getting started here. He he's going to have talented running backs. You just look at the track record. I know the first thing to get your attention is a receiver running wide open through a secondary thirty yards downfield. And you go back and look at Josh Heupel's track record, running backs excel in his offense. Uh, he At Missouri, they had three good running backs. It didn't matter whom they handed the ball to. They gained yardage. It had so I mean, Ish Witter, Ish Witter, I mean, who's he? Uh, but he had, he had great success there. Um, I, I think that a lot, he had, he had, Great. When he was at, uh, it's not like with receiver where, where Josh Hypo relies on a smaller group and That's keeps really those guys out there. Yes. But at running back, at running back, a lot of guys excelled at UCF. A lot of guys got carries. This is an optimal offense for running back. And even if he doesn't get the top running backs, his running backs are going to gain yardage in this system. John, you look at. John, we're yeah. paying top dollar. They should get the our fan base, like Suave wants to see, them close on, on a on a home run hitter, and and well, I you know, and I don't blame him. But but here's a, a part of it. I think is image and and tradition. You look at Georgia. Georgia has always seemingly for the last. For, well, for a long time, but in more recent years, You're right. the depth has increased. You're right. Georgia always has four running backs. You're right. Four. They started the party. No, no, and and they continue to filter guys into the pro level. I mean, the the Eagles just got DeAndre Swift on a cheap deal, a cheap sure. deal, and he came out of like Camden, New Jersey, and he's going to go back home. They just got him uh, recently. Suave. So you answer your own question. Where's that kid going to end up? You tell me. 
I mean, I, it, it seems like he's going to Arkansas. I, I thought we were the favorites some, some weeks ago. Um, I think about his recruitment, and and if I was him, and am I going to get the same amount of production in Arkansas that I am at Tennessee? Am I, am I going to get the same amount of points as far as touchdowns that I am at Tennessee while I get the exposure that I will? At, I mean, you just look at the games that we played in last year. I mean, You're we, exactly right. we garnered huge viewership in our regular season games. So I, I think about those things and – I thought it would just be more easy to kind of get a key piece running back just because of that. And now you look at the landscape and the pros, running backs are more devalued than they've ever been. So you think you'd want to stay as healthy as possible. And if you're in a program like Tennessee where you can be more comfortable and confident in having more than one piece around you to keep that body intact, I just thought that would push him over the edge. Am I misled there? No, but here's the thing about Arkansas. They've changed their – they're changing their offensive identity as well. So everybody's kind of responding to what Josh Heupel has done to this league. Everybody said when he first got here, are you going to be able to do what you do in this league? Not only am I going to do be able to do what I've done in this league, but I'm going to make the league change right along with me because he's continued to push this league more in a Big 12 direction. But, Matt, you were one of the first to point out when we got him from Central Florida that really this is a running offense. That's the thing that's so uh, mysterious to people like uh, our caller here as to why we can't land the big fish at running back, because it is truly a running back's offense, Matt. Yeah, it, it is, and, and it's it's fascinating, and it's a really interesting kind of topic Um I, I wonder what Heupel would say about it, like if he was asked about it, because it, it is interesting. And But when you talk about Tennessee's offense, the thing you think about first is is the wide-open receivers and all the, the deep bombs. So, you know, it just I, that's just the perception of it is just kind of different than reality. But it's, it is interesting that they haven't been able to get, you know, a top-notch running back or really even be involved with a lot of them, because it doesn't even seem like they're – they're involved with a lot of the top top end guys, so but you know they they still find a way to make it work, and and whoever's back there is going to be productive. But Suave, your point, and which I love, which I I agree with, man, is that they should have somebody that makes our fans not that it's about this, but somebody that kind of pops our fans in the process, uh, and at wide receiver, right? You would think guys would be lining up. Instead, our DB class paces ahead of our wide receiver class, which is really strange. We're recruiting better on the defensive side of the football, better, relative term, but we're getting more high-profile players on defense than offense. John, that is counterintuitive. That's just weird. But think about it, Tony. If you go back to Steve Spurrier at Florida, who changed the league, and who dominated the league there for a while, Yeah, Steve Spurrier's offense, he recruited. How many great NFL quarterbacks did he recruit? I mean, he had Danny Werfel, a Heisman Trophy, who's great in his system, didn't really make it in the NFL. Rex Grossman hung around for a while, went to Super Bowl, but was pedestrian at best. He never signed the top quarterback. But he signed guys like Javon Curse and Alex Brown. That's a really good point. Incredible defensive players. It's a great point. Think of all the, just like it, 
I keep making comparisons between Heupel and Spurrier, but there are just so many similarities. And, and that's one of them. Spurrier probably, he probably signed more good DBs than he did wide receivers. They had a hell of a lot of them, no doubt. Suave on the way out. Anything else for us? Great call. Sorry we couldn't be more of a help on our back. No, thank you so much. My, my only other thing was, Tony, guys, if you don't get Braylon, how do you see us maneuvering in that running back room in the, in the class? Do we let it sit and look to next year or, or someone else or what? It's a great question. I'm going to bring it up with X since that's his, uh, his department, and I let people have their departments around here. If you rely on me, you're in big trouble. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Young talk show hosts at home, aspiring people that want to get into this game, don't. when somebody asks you a question, don't be afraid to say, hey, I'll get back to you, or, hey, man, uh, I'm going to talk to X. You find your own X, though. You got that. The trick is you got to find your own X. As John Adams today, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. I'm always here, John, to lend a helping hand, to uh, teach the youth of tomorrow. But let's, and and don't be afraid to say, "Hey, I was wrong." Like last hour, we were talking about the uh, Ledlam guy who's surprisingly got into the portal on Tennessee. John brought the Italy trip up, and I, you know, I poo-pooed that, but apparently that was a part of the reason for him making the decision. It's quick. I'm not going anyway, so I'm just going to get out of here. I'm not allowed to go, which is really quirky and weird. I, I think it's great, Tony, that you've uh, you've turned a, a misstep into a a positive and a way to pat yourself on the back. Our friends. At Seniors Helping Seniors, they have a compendium site, Seniors Ripping Seniors. John's part of that. Seniors <laughs> Helping Seniors online. It's, seniors it's, help- an aux- it's an auxiliary organization. Yeah. Titan, Titan's Bill is also in that, by the way. Titan's Bill had a classic call to Bino a couple days ago. Matt, why don't you tell John what Titan's Bill accused Bino of, uh, and then we'll go back to our phones. <laughs> uh, he accused Bino of calling his nephew Jesse's girlfriend like three years ago um, ug- ugly at, at Titansville's birthday party at Smoothie King. Said it's kind of, kind, of, kind of out of nowhere. Said it's and Bino's on, never even seen her. Incredible, incredible call. I mean, said it's been on his heart and mind for a while. Really bothers him. He called me over the weekend with this. I said, Bill. That didn't happen. And he, like, screamed at me. Screamed at me. Hell, it didn't. I said, Bill, it, it didn't happen. It did, that never happened. Bino I think do that. He, he would have probably been even more upset if uh, Bino had said something derogatory about Shirley Jones. <laughs> he... Johnny took it to oh, the that, airwaves. That, that, they would have they would have fought out there in the Smoothie King parking lot if that had happened. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. Hey, uh, you know it's it's a little wonder that you'd want to come back like Sia Jordan James. They're going to Italy and Hawaii this season. Boom! Hello and That's welcome. That's two trips, like once in the lifetime. To John's point, in one and year. the year is going to end. Brian, where's the final four this year? 
They had to make a they Las, had a, uh, Las Vegas a bumper sticker that says Italy, Hawaii, Vegas, Rick Barnes World Tour, twenty twenty four. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hey, what's going on, Tom? Who's your ball, Ryan? Who's your ball? What's up, buddy? Not too much. Now I have a question for John Adams, but before I ask that broad opening question, how is Polly going to blame this transfer? on Rick Barnes. My money is it is either something like a pre-stifle that he knew he was going to get stifled or something. But it, what are your guys' Oh, it's going to be Paulie is going to blame it on Rick Barnes somehow. The question is, who does he drag into it? Because he's always got some, like, six degrees of something where it all comes back to Barnes and everything – Everything that's going on in our world is Rick Barnes' fault, according to Polly Joe. Yeah, Ukraine, it doesn't matter. Ukraine, oh, everything. Barnes. Everything's Polly Joe's fault. <laughs> Barnes' fault. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. We know it's coming, so I'll tune in. And listen, well, it's coming, out of a, it's coming out of a rather uh, feeble, weak mind, so it'll be interesting <laughs> when it happens. Uh, John, uh, this question's for you, bud. As a LSU alum, I don't know if you saw, Dennis Dodd, put out his coach's hot seats, and Brian Kelly was very low on the list, obviously. But, look, we know, with the exception of, what, Nick Nick Saban and Steve Spurrier, maybe Urban Meyer as well comes to mind, no one leaves on their own terms in the SEC. So when Brian Kelly is inevitably fired and Butch Jones replaces him as per his career path, will LSU – still win a national championship within five years with Butch Jones as their head coach? No, I think uh, (laughs) if if that came to pass and Butch Jones was hired there, I don't think he would make it to midseason of his first year. I don't think his 63 strain, five-star hearts, and champions of life would play well in that environment at all. I think he would be run out of town very swiftly. John, he's salt of the earth, and he was an, an he was a intricate member of Nick Saban's staff. Did you not read Mr. Dodd's article yesterday? I've got to no, read I this. Did not. I've got to share this with John. Are, are, you, are you serious? John, I am. You. I am. Ch- I am uh, choking. Yeah, I am choking true. on the spot here. Hang on. Dennis Dodd's a John, let me put it this way: When I die in my will, I want it to say Dennis Dodd needs to write my obituary. Because this is spin that you can't believe. He'd have me president of the United States and a Nobel Prize winner. I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't you, I mean, I think there's a good chance that Butch Jones is fired at Arkansas State this season. Yes, and then obviously he's going to get hired by LSU. He always ask him. Well, he's made you. You've got the track record on your side because he is uh, piggybacked off. Uh, Brian Kelly throughout his career, he just didn't get really. Uh, Notre Dame should be the next stop for uh, Butch Jones uh, because he he John, followed what, Ke- Kelly at who, uh, at Central Michigan and then at Cincinnati. Who would he intern for? He allowed next though, if he got fired at Arkansas State. All right, here we go. Um, John, uh, John, you tell me how much of this you plead guilty to. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. On Butch Jones, Dennis Dalton gets another page for you. This is Dennis Dodd. These are his words. He says the following. 
Butch Jones is salt of the earth. Let's see how much of this you agree with. <laughs> Start it's there. Salty, all right. John, salt of the earth. Uh, um, not I'm exactly. I go here. back. Uh, who was the uh, tight end? I, I, Daniel Helm. Yeah, it, his. Um, I guess it was his dad talked to me about when Butch was recruiting him, and he was very religious, a very religious family. When Daniel's in his office, he had a he had a Bible out, but it looked like it'd been a hundred years. He, I mean, he he had that Bible out. It looked so worn. I guess from constant use, and use, and his father uh, pointed out that uh, most people that that dealt with Butch Jones viewed him as a total fraud. Before Arkansas State, Dodd continues. Ryan cued me to this. This is a good bit, Ryan. Thank you. He won everywhere he's been as a coach. And I continue. He was an indispensable (laughs) part of Nick Saban's staff for three years after he rebuilt his game after Tennessee. Let me read that to John one more time. He was an indispensable part of Nick Saban's staff for three years as he rebuilt his game after Tennessee. Do, do you think Nick Saban knows Butch's name? Do you yeah. think? His real name? No. Hey, Kim John, get me some coffee. Because <laughs> he looks like Kim John John. Kim John. No, he called him Lyle. <laughs> he looks just like Kim John Un, John. We call him Kim John Jones while he was here. Course. What's his? Do you know what his Brian? Do you know what his record is at Arkansas State? I at think Arkansas State, it's like five and At Arkansas State, he went from literally he was on the back of a jumbotron to fetching coffee. I, at Arkansas think, State, John is John, John John Jones. I'm calling Kim John John John. At Arkansas State, John has June. <laughs> At Arkansas State, off the Jones has won just two Sun Belt games. He's 5-19 <laughs> overall. The schedule, Dennis Dodd, continues. John will love this. The schedule suggests a bowl is possible. And the 2022 contract extension through 2026 suggests security. Complicating he got a contract extension? Complicating things. New AD Jeff Pure. Purinton is entering his second season if he didn't hire Jones. But he's pleased with the direction of the program. This is Dennis Dodd. This is not – I mean, did did he have Jones write this passage? I mean, I'm just wondering. I'm asking for but, a friend. But, but Tony, Arkansas State is a place where a lot of guys have won there. The Red Wolves, and I can tell you, have had the conference's best recruiting class the last two years, John. There is reason for hope. In his career, John Jones is a combined 29-9 and in his third season. In his, three, in his third seasons. Dennis Dodd on Kim John and Butch Jones. How many of those nine... Losses were he ahead by fourteen points or thirteen in the fourth quarter. Well, <laughs> John, would you the, describe him Dennis Dolt drinking the the Kool Aid in Jonestown? A guy who 
has Jonesboro. Who goes to who goes to a guy who goes to a high school football game has somebody holding his umbrella for him in the rain. Is that salt of the earth, John? (laughs) Or goes out to Oak Ridge and when Dabo Swinney's sitting in the stands hanging out with people when they were getting uh, the wide receiver from over there, T. Higgins, Jones had like an armed guard. Is that, I mean, you tell me, is that salt of the earth behavior? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I missed something. My my favorite moment with Butch Jones will forever be in that press conference when I asked him how Shot Tuttle was injured. Because you knew the, you're the guy that keyed that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's they so weren't great. Call, they wouldn't call on me to answer. And G, they called on Jimmy, and he gave me the microphone to let me ask my question. <laughs> Thing ever, and did you and Jimmy Jimmy coordinate that, or did he just? No, he knew I'd had my hand up the entire press conference, and he said, "What are you going to ask?" And I said, "I'm going to ask about Shy Tuttle." Who who asked that? The the person uh, running interference or whatever. And he said, "Well, that's what I was going to ask," and he didn't say any more. And so then. Jimmy's hand had been up about 45 seconds, and Zach Stipe, the media relations director at the time, he's Zachy, gone now. Zachy baby. He called, he called on Jimmy. Jimmy hands me the mic. I, I asked a question, and uh, as I'm t- when he handed me the mic, Zach goes, no, no, I said, Jimmy, Jimmy, but it's too late. Just let it go. And so I asked a question about Shy Tuttle. And and Butch, who was not adept at thinking on his feet, said <laughs> he Shy Tuttle had an eye injury. Another player hit him with with his helmet is what we were told. But anyway, he goes, Well, he fell in the locker room, he fell on his helmet. So he's asking us to believe that a college athlete <laughs> falls to the earth. Indispensable member of Saban's staff. Indispensable, an indispensable member of Nick Saban's coaching staff. Why was why was his helmet on the floor? First of all, but you're telling me that a a future NFL player can't brace his fall and he just goes face down and hits his eye on a helmet. Brian, that Korean coffee blend. There is something to that, and I want some more of that Korean coffee. Guys, I think we've uncovered something, though, that it's possible Dennis Dodd prepared Butchers Jones' statements odds to what happened to Shot Tuttle that day. Thank you. Good talking to you. I mean, I like Dennis. That's not one of his best moments. The thing is, these guys do get – the national guys can get spun, John. That's the truth. They can kind of live in fantasy land because they're flying flying 100,000 feet above it, and we're on the ground. Well, and see, they they don't deal with play, people, coaches day to day. Right. There's a huge difference. I can remember. Uh, I can remember. We talked about Larry Brown, the best, extremely successful basketball coach, earlier, and I remember um, it being at NCAA tournaments, covering NCAA tournaments when he was at the dais and he spoke. And he just seemed like the nicest person, soft-spoken, just the nicest person. And then I had a friend of mine in the business who 
actually did radio with Larry Brown in San Antonio. Kevin O'Keefe was a columnist and um, died way too young. He was a columnist and, a, and, a, and did a radio show there. And he did the, the Spurs thing with uh, Larry Brown. And his quote was, worst human being I've ever been around. <laughs> and I, I just compared that with my, with what I, I had, my opinion from just a few exchanges and being in a press conference with him. But you guys know, it, it, you have to be around somebody day to day to really oh, yeah. form a sound opinion on them. Right. Any, anybody can can fool you in a press conference some are better at that than others but uh yeah it's completely it's completely different and also when you're a national writer and you fly in and and and, and you interview a guy you're getting his best performance it's all set up the the coach has been briefed here we yeah. come and and i know with uh Blake taught, taught by our SEC columnist for USA Today, and uh, Blake's, you know, was a Tennessee beat guy, and he now does the SEC column. When he had a great interview with uh, Brian Kelly, flew into Baton Rouge and or drove to Baton Rouge and and, and did a, a a couple of really nice columns on him. But he got really good access, and he got Brian Kelly's best story, best stories, and he probably got some things maybe the day to day beat guys had got before so ryan thank you for cueing us to something that uh i was deleterious in not bringing up myself which is the fact that butch jones is on the hot seat but in the process sounded like a cross between newt rockney dan devine uh and uh and, and joe paterno before we knew about him salt of the earth salt of the earth Bobby Bowden, salt of the earth. I mean, salt of the earth. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming, let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I've got our good grocer over there, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how's everything going today at Foodland? Oh, everything's going great today. How about yourself? Oh, man, it's going wonderful. And as always, you got some amazing uh, deals I know for us. So I think you may even have more than one sale going on this week. That's right. We have two sales going on this week. We have one that runs the entire week. That has ground beef for three nineteen a pound, whole New York strip, five ninety nine a pound, seedless watermelons, five ninety nine each, and Coca-Cola 12 packs, two for 
for 13 We also have a three-day sale, which runs until Saturday. That includes a 10-pound box of covered wagon bacon, $18.99 each. Niagara water, 24-pack, three for 10. And Kingsford charcoal, eight-pound bag, $5.99 each. Wow, some good deals over there. So people need to come on over there, over to West 7th Street, and right over by where the post office is. And again, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Uh, Miles, you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh, man, we're heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive overtime as we're about out of time here on our radio show, which is really hard to believe. It does not feel like, as John Adams presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors, it does not feel like, guys, we've been together for close to a couple of hours so far. John, is it now it might start getting that way if Brian doesn't mute himself. It might start getting that way if Brian doesn't mute himself. Brian, what were you just doing? It, I mean, it sound I God knows. It's like the secret sound. Like, I'm back in uh, old FM radio where you had to guess the secret sound. I thought, there he goes again. Sudden, still going. All, all of a sudden, we were in a, I don't know, a kitchen maybe? Yeah, or? he was in a kitchen. Sound like he filled himself. I hope you got some water. Don't crunch your ice on air, Brian, as I've done from time to time. People will call you unprofessional. But let's go back to our phone. crunch ice on air? Oh, only in mixed company. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome in. Hey, uh, Tony. Yo. Uh, I'd like to carry on with the Butch Jones conversation. Please do. Go for it, my friend. Uh, For the last couple weeks, uh, people's called in and uh, with their favorite Butch saying or the, you know, his game mismanagement or whatever, but I've not heard anybody mention the one thing that he did that hurt the program the most. He, uh, he told a Heisman finalist quarterback that he wasn't good enough to play Division One football. No, he the just – Quarterback – You told – you mean the kid at Clemson? Trevor Lawrence. He didn't tell him that. He just said – he said, you can't play in my system. They didn't want him. The oh, number one pick in the draft. Yeah, he didn't but, want him. But that seems yeah. – I, I have a hard time believing that. How his could he not fit his system? father <laughs> – he didn't know what his system was. was there on a recruiting visit, and one of my good friends in town basically roomed with him at ETSU, the father. They grew up Tennessee fans. Mm-hmm. He called him and said, they're ignoring my son on this recruiting visit. They're not paying as much. And then he finally said, what's the deal? And he was told, your son doesn't fit our deal by that Bob Welton guy. That's... I'm not making that up. I got. We're back to hour one here. I got no reason that Chris. Well, that. he's. I mean, what system wouldn't Trevor Lawrence fit? I have no idea. But they thought Garantano would be better. A little bit of a miscalculation. Well, I think it, I think it was Emory Jones that, for that recruiting class. That's a little bit of a miscalculation, Emory Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I live. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence grew up down the road from where I live in right. Paul Branch. And those are and those true or false. Family, yeah. True or false. Those people are Tennessee fans. Oh, oh, absolutely. Trevor Lawrence would have he would have crawled to Knoxville to play for the ball. It had been like Filmer telling Peyton Manning in '94, uh, <laughs> "No thanks, we're full." Where do you have Brandon <laughs> Stewart? We're full. Thanks. Can you can you imagine Trevor Lawrence in Heupel's offense? Wow. 
Could you imagine I, I him think, in Pruitt's offense with Sleepy Cheney over there? He might not have I gotten drafted. Good point. I think it would have been more like a Pruitt still be coaching. Telling he's shoot or not that he that he yeah. Play he's shoulder. We don't need you. You're you're like a running back. We don't want you. Yeah, yeah. Just somebody that that lived and died and you know for the orange and just a. Uh, of course, it turned out better for Trevor Lawrence not to be with that idiot, but. Well, what Tennessee did, and I appreciate the call, Tennessee, with a lot of missteps, gave Clemson their program. And then last year, symbolically, they took it back from them. Because that forced their head coach to admit, those guys are way ahead of me right now, even though it looks on paper like I'm way ahead of them. I'm changing my offense. They just boat raced us. They just beat us like we weren't even here. And he's only been there, and he's you know Dabo's thinking, that guy's been there a year and a half, and he just hammered me. I mean, that's the thing about Heifel. Heifel that's got a the job. quarterback. Heifel got the job a month late. He wasn't even there the time that six weeks later. That should never have happened, what happened last year. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, Tony. Josh, you Roy. Under wings. Tony, uh... What Butch basically said to Trevor, and I quote you, we uh, we don't have enough room for you on our team. That's what he said to him. No, he said basically that. No. Okay. I'm not going to argue with myself, Josh. Boy. Okay. And uh, Matt Dixon, Tony basically didn't get my joke about the Athens show yesterday did he matt dixon oh how do you know what are you a <laughs> mind reader what do you mean i didn't get your joke let's hear what matt has to say matt oh uh, what did you guys have a pre-talk here what is there something you I'm, i could be privy to or <laughs> no I, I guess the his friend driving through athens the safest route you kind of you let, you let that one just kind of go uh, no i didn't let it go it was like a bad taste I didn't let well, it go, Joshy boy. Huh? You clown. You obviously didn't get the joke. Joshy boy, I got the joke. It was just in bad taste. But I love you. You're my boy. But uh, And you're under wings. Thanks. I don't have a Tony Balls, if you're listening. I basically don't have a bone to pick with you. But, Tony, do you think that... Tony Vitello will learn in the next, like, uh, in the future what he did to Chase Burns, basically putting him in the bullpen, that, like, if it ever happens again or elsewhere, that a pitcher could be like, I basically got my feelings hurt, and I'm going to, like, enter the transfer portal. Do you basically basically get what I'm trying to Yeah, and I want to ask Sean about that. Josh, boy... I want you, um, I can't do it. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
it's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork, and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people, and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.